And we are back. Episode 31 of Journey to a Million. We are covering the running back position in this episode here. We we picked before the episode. We decided who we we're going to choose. And we have a good list of running backs we're going to go through here. And we're going to go through the entire backfield here for our team, which we'll talk about. But we have the full Journey to a Million squad here. Myself, Drew Skyberg, Jared Valeski. How you doing? I'm doing good. And Zach Roush. Doing good. We have us three and Zach. The big story of when we're recording here Wednesday was Zach thought Kenneth Walker was a receiver. What? Huh? Yeah. You want to elaborate that? You know, he will get some receptions. So maybe that's what Zach was talking about. So we won't be talking about him in this episode, but, um, yeah, I mean, let's get into it. We have our running backs here. We're going to start with Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Zach, how do I spell Pittsburgh? Another joke. Uh, slam on Zach. Okay. <laughs> Najee Harris here of the Steelers, right? I mean, the story that we've talked about with him was the reports coming out of camp was based on the fact that he won't be on the field as much as he was in 2021 to 2022. Granted, it sounds like it'll be more of, you know, third and long, long type situations with quite frankly, this offense will be in probably a lot of third and long situations. So uh, it might be a pretty sizable amount is my concern. Vanaji uh, Harris guys. I mean, before we start, I'm going to dive into a lot of my stats here. What do you guys think about Najee Harris in 2022? Zach, start with you. Well, he's going, his ADP currently is joining back five which puts him in mid-first round, about 6-7 overall. So I think that's pretty good for him just because he is going to be that lead back, and we don't see a whole lot of those these days. But as you mentioned, with him getting less touches, uh, last year he did have 381 touches between carries and receptions. So that's up in Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor type numbers. So I'm not too worried about that decreasing. I think if it does decrease, it's going to become more efficiency instead. I'm looking more at uh, their offensive line for Najee. It's uh, a pretty weak one. Um, last year, he did have 1,200 rushing yards. Um, so I think he, he'll be fine, but it's going to be hard for him to find some gaps and create some gaps on his own if their line can't, I mean, with like withdraw a hold for five seconds, two seconds, even like they've, they've been struggling. You saw with big Ben last year, like Zach said, it's just hard to watch the Steelers. And uh, now that um, Pickett's there or Trubisky to start, I don't know how they're going to fare with that offense, but I mean, the line is something you need to get down before you can look at any other player on the team. Yeah. With Najee Harris, right. I mean, I, I personally think this offense is going to be a disaster. I uh, look, I, I know big Ben got a lot of, you know, he got a lot of hate last year, but I think big Ben is still, you know, over Mitch Trubisky, I, I still think it's like night and day. I think that's still, and I know where we don't, we're going to see how he is in a Steelers uniform, but I just think, you know, with what's like Ben, Big Ben being a seasoned vet, right, and being able to control an offense, I think this offense is just going to struggle overall. And look, Najee Harris, he finished as RB, was it three in full PPR formats during the 2021 season? I do not think he's going to be RB3 which I know we're not doing a top 10 this episode, but I would have him. I think, you know, my, my initial thing was RB five. I could go maybe RB six. Maybe that's a little low, but that's kind of where I am with him here. I, I certainly think injury wise, I don't have any 
concern, and I don't think you can have concern with Najee Harris injury-wise. I mean, look at him. He's a workhorse last year, and, you know, they're going to start giving him more rest, and he's, you know, sophomore season here in the NFL. I'm confident with uh, him there, and but where would you guys have it? Is my, is my RB5, RB6 too low? Hmm. I think it's I think it's a good spot. I mean, like I said, he's getting drafted as RB five, so I think he's getting drafted where he should be. And if assuming all running backs stay healthy, which we absolutely know isn't going to happen, but if that does happen, I think he's going to be around that range. Yeah, it's hard for me to put him that high already. I think I think I'd go even like seven because I know we're not doing a top ten. But if CMC okay, stays healthy, Cook, Camara, you know, JT, Henry, Eckler, they're still above him, I'd say, as of now. So I think I just named six. So I would put him probably seven, maybe even eight at the lowest. But that's that's probably a stretch at that point. I'd say six or seven. So would you take Najee or Joe Mixon if you had to pick one? Najee. I, I would Najee. say Joe Mixon is like, like right after him, probably like I... eight or nine. I'm taking Swift over Mixon. I know we're not doing top 10 here. I think I am very high on DeAndre Swift in this upcoming season. I would put him, I think he's going to finish inside the top 10 for running backs. I think you can lock that in. I might even say he's going to finish RB. I could go six or seven if that's, if I'm going pretty high there, but we're not so talking. Would you take on. Swift ahead of Harris? Would I take Swift would over take Harris? Swift Harris? They're like 1A, 1B for me. I feel like they're both out, you know, production wise. I think we're going to see some similar numbers. In terms of overall, you know, touches, I think to- total, you know, in terms of PPR output, I think Swift might, you know, might be uh, have an advantage there though. With uh, especially Jared Goff, I think throwing to running backs, I think that's something we're going to see mm-hmm. more here in 2022, 2023. But you know, anything else here, guys, on Najee Harris before we go to our next pack? I don't think so. All right, product, yeah, production wise, looks. Solid back, right? We talked about him being a workhorse past year. I don't think we're gonna see that same next you know this upcoming year, but certainly still promising back to say the least. How many next, actually how many how many carries do you think Benny Snell gets a game? Is it gonna be like like we said with that whole issue of him not being able to stay on the field? Do you think Benny Snell will get a get a lot of carries or is he just gonna be like a I would not just throw him in Benny there? Snell Benny all. Snell. I you know no. I put well, Benny Snell Benny Snell on like Boston Scout level, maybe even lower. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well that, if, if yeah, that yeah. put it in that term. Okay. Oh yeah, if we're going tears, you know, that such. But let's talk about Antonio Gibson, right? Jared, you pulled off a trade for Gibson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So this is gonna yeah. be one, you know, we're gonna have some fun talking about. So Antonio Gibson, right? I mean, ADP wise, we got him at right now. Let, let's see. Uh where is he, Jared? That this isn't a good sign. No, said, I don't, uh, it's not, running back but... nineteen. Running back nineteen. He's ADP running back nineteen. So yeah. late third round. Yeah, and you know I, that's a stretch for me. I I think talking about where I would take him. We're talking we're talking redraft here, right? I know I know Jared yours was in dynasty sense, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about you know right. JD McKissick. They they resigned him. Is a story. They draft Ryan Robinson. And I, some people, I mean, there's some people and who truly believe Gibson's going to get a bigger share of that workload and stay, you know, and if he stays healthy, still certainly think there's some value there. And I'd say, you know, I think he's a guy who I would draft if he's still on the table, you know, if he's still there in round five, I think that might be a solid spot to get him depending where you are in round five. But 
Antonio Gibson for the Washington Commanders. Look, that offense might not be necessarily, you know, appealing there, but maybe, I mean, you can hope in a PPR sense, if he, if he can get some receptions out of the backfield, that's going to really help his value. Zach, what, what do you think for Antonio Gibson's fantasy outlook for 2022? So um, kind of like you said with his receptions um, with McKissick there, I don't see him being a, six reception guy anything like that i think he may be around the 42 he had last year kind of staying in the same range and i'm kind of where he's going and some of the guys going around him um if the guys going around him that like more gone i'll take him but he's not somebody that i'm gonna go out of my way to get um so last year he finished running back 10 i think we could see a running back 15 i don't think he's gonna crack top 10 this year so I hate to put it in here, but Antonio Gibson, he finished, like Zach mentioned, RB10. He finished number 10 in average touches per game as well. So he finished with an average of 16.1 a game is what it was. And that put him, like I said, a 10th. He was ahead of Deont- Deontay Foreman at 11. And yeah, Foreman in the second half really piled up the touches. And he was just behind Nick Chubb at nine. So just want to throw that in there. Jared, what are you thinking here? Has yeah, so first of all, like you said, I I did do a trade for Gibson. Um, I ended up giving up Swift and a second rounder uh, for Gibson and with a first rounder that turned into Kenneth Walker. Uh, I don't know if that's – it was questionable, but um, I kind of like it because like kind of against what you guys said, I obviously Carson Wentz was on the Colts last year, and what I saw from Wentz is – he relied on Henry and Henry. I know Henry's a lot better than Gibson, but Henry would get five, five yards on first down, three yards on second down, and it would be third and two. And Wentz was never able to, I mean, like he could not do anything on his own. He would always rely on Henry. So I think that having uh Hen or having Gibson um, and Wentz on the commanders, like Gibson's going to get a lot more carries because what Gibson's going to get a lot more carries because Wentz is not going to be able to do stuff on his own. So I think he's going to rely a lot more on Gibson. And I think that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. I want to know why you're, why you're laughing so much. What, what do you think? We're just going to ignore the fact that you kept saying, uh, once you lied on Henry, we're talking about John. Oh, Taylor, JT. Oh my, did I say John Henry? <laughs> did I say Henry? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Times. sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's, sorry. Yeah. It happens to you all the time, Zach. So, um, yeah, I think that I think Wentz is going to have to rely on Gibson a lot more this year because JT kind of carried the offense. So, yeah, that's and, what I'm. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. For and you that. can imagine our Zach and I our counter argument here is going to be Wentz is going to rely on JD McKissick. They got they re-signed him to get receptions. That's at least who I picture is going to well, be that, the target. That's man. like saying that's, that's like Spanish. saying that they're going to rely. The Colts are going to rely on nine nines over. JT. Well, I'm saying in terms of receptions, Gibson's well, receptions. Yeah, that's. I don't think yeah. Gibson is the level of a running back that you can fully rely on and build an offense around like Jonathan Taylor. I think he can be a big part of the offense, but I don't think he can be the offense. Yeah, my whole think... point there. My whole point there is Wentz can't do stuff on his own, so he's going to have to rely on his backfield or make a, make a throw every once in a while. Okay, well, if, if you have a 12 team league, right? You're in a 12 team league redraft. If you get Antonio Gibson as your RB two, I mean, I'd be pretty happy with that. I, I'd be I'd be pleased yeah. with that in a mid mid round draft pick. I, I certainly would hope I have other pieces right 
Um, I hope I wasn't going all in running back, and I still ended up with Gibson. I'm talking about maybe got my star receiver, got a running back, you know, got another piece, and I'm, here we go. I got Antonio Gibson. I would be content with that. I certainly don't see him finishing as RB10 maybe. I, I think he might finish a little lower this year. I think there's going to be some guys who sneak ahead of him. But, yeah, Antonio Gibson, any, any, anything else, guys, here before we go to running back three? Just mentioned Josh Jacobs is on the trade block for me because I have Gibson, uh, Jacobs, and Sanders. So I, I do need – I'm looking for that. Talk about that inconsistency. True, you have true the running back one backfield in fantasy. <laughs> I need that true running back one. So if anyone wants to offer me like a, a Joe Mixon or something, I, I would be open to trades. Let's go to Brees Hall here. Let's sure, talk about Josh Jacobs was on my uh, – Jacobs was on my list of running backs to avoid. I, I saw that, and I, I – yeah – Let's go to Brees Hall, guys. So Brees Hall gets drafted in the second round to the New York Jets. And then the big question, I mean, we bring this one up is because Michael Carter was there and he was a prize dynasty possession piece, I'd say. I mean, maybe not prize is the right word, but he certainly was a valuable asset before the draft. You know, and I mean, there's still some value with it, but like being a 23-year-old running back, you know, I hold him in a dynasty league, but now with Brees Hall, getting drafted there. There's some reports, you know, the chance even with him RB1, you know, start or at with the Jets, with Zach's Jets, I should I should say. What do you guys think, you know, with Brees Hall? Do you think he's gonna be RB1 there to start the season for the New York Jets? I don't think they would have traded up in the second round to get him if he wasn't gonna be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think for sure. I mean Michael Carter will still have a good role, but I think Brees Hall will be number one. Yeah, so Mike, uh, that's why Michael Carter, like I said, I mean, I'm looking to trade him, of course, with with, with that. Um, rookie drafts, I mean, consensus, you know, number first, or he was going first overall. If you weren't taking him first overall, you know. I, yeah, either well, you have really good running backs or you're just yes, yeah, you depending the on pick. yeah, <laughs> there must be yeah, there must be some other guy you're you have the first pick otherwise. Because I told Zach if I had the first pick, I I was going with receiver. I was going trailing Burks either way. I don't care if I had the first pick. I went to taking Brees Hall. So to talk more, tend to have high picks. <laughs> Zach, this is my first year in the league. I'm not going to disagree with Zach, but I'm going to move on. You know, so Brees Hall. You know, it's hard. We, we don't have stuff to base off last year. We don't have touches and stuff. But we do have, you know, how we performed in college. I mean, we, we have those kinds of things. Uh, looking at it, um, they project him at 240 touches is how many he would need then, um, which and that would place him then in the top 15. So keep that in mind, 240 touches over a 70-game stretch. And I mean, he's certainly capable of it. Look, look what we did over in Iowa State. He told over 4,500 yards from scrimmage, 50 touchdowns, and 80 catches over three seasons in college. So, I mean, he certainly ha- has the potential, right? I mean, dynasty-wise, you could you could easily see him in the future looking in as top five running back in the league. You could say that in years to come. But certainly, um, he's a guy... It gets tough where where he's draft getting drafted right now. ADP wise, you guys got the numbers up for him, or want me to get it up? Twenty one. You running back twenty one. So that's mid fourth round. He's going with Travis Etienne. So go ahead. 
Yeah. Who would you rather have? That's going to be my question. Brees Hall or Travis Etienne? Uh, Jared, you go first on this one. Uh, that's tough. I have Etienne I th- in one I league. Think, I think Brees Hall will get more carries, probably. It depends on James Robinson. I would guess because James Robinson is there. I think if he's, uh, I think Robinson's probably gonna miss the beginning really of the season because he tore his Achilles. Like, yeah, I think Etienne. If he if Etienne proves himself at the beginning of the season when Robinson is out, I think Etienne kind of explodes next year. But I think that uh, I would rather right now. I'd rather go Brees Hall, um, just because. I don't know. I just I don't know if the team is better. Not that it not significantly matters, but I kind of want to know uh, Zach because uh, you're a big Jets guy. I want to know what you see in Reese Hall and actually the whole team. Therefore, I'd I'd go Reese Hall over Etn just because I think they're in a similar situation. They have obviously Reese Hall, Michael Carter, and then Travis Etn and uh, James Robinson. So pretty much after that, I'm going to go to who's the better offense and who's going to have more opportunities in the red zone. And I think that's going to be uh Brees Hall. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I saw it too, to be honest. But the thing I bring up, you got to look at systems too, Zach, New York had a running back notch 15 plus carries four different times and get 15 plus touches just six times. So um, they, I mean, with the multi-back approach look that we saw, they really from- didn't have a, they didn't have a number one running back last year, though. Oh, that's like Michael Carter isn't a true number one running back. And Brees Hall being a rookie, I guess it's hard to say before he even plays a snap in the NFL that he's a true number one running back. If I'm not mistaken. I, I still think there's some solid value. But didn't Brees Hall didn't Pittsburgh fans know that Najee Harris was going to be their number one going into last year? Yeah, I yeah. think he's kind of. I mean. Brees Hall was, he is a workhorse running back in college. I think he's going to be the same yeah. in the NFL. So that's the way I look at it. I think he'll have yeah, a so you, you be, You're drafting him then as our, you know, our second running back. You're drafting him like how you're drafting Antonio Gibson, you know, RB2 on your squad. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. And there's certainly some things to like in his game, right? With his, with receiving wise in college, 87.8% catch rate and 8.4 yards per catch. And he had 3.4 targets a game. I mean, those are stats, right? Especially in PPR. You are excited about that. I still find the ADP a little crazy about where he's going right now. If we if we just still dive into it, right? His average right now, he's going 20, 24th overall. If I'm seeing this right, he's going 24th. And he's like going ahead of guys like AJ Dillon, Miles Sanders, Damian Harris. Wow. I mean, just to throw those guys in. I, That's I know, surprising, actually. That's like, do, surprising. do you guys think it's a little inflated? I mean, that's whole my thing. Michael Carter, where is he going? I, I would met... take Brees Hall over those guys. You would take Brees Hall over Miles Sanders? A true yeah. running back one? Michael Carter's going 35th. Zach, Miles Sanders is a true proven running back one on the Eagles. And Brees and Hall is going to be splitting. Numbers, though. He... Miles Sanders doesn't get a consistent touch amount. Like he hasn't well, he's been, consistent he's, he's been dealing with injuries too. He also has injuries too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think Bruce Hall is going to be a lot more consistent and he has more upside than those guys. Well, he's a rookie. So I think he, yeah, that makes, yeah. He, yeah. 
but yes. it's a little like he's going 20th on sleeper if i'm seeing this right i just you know i second round for 12 team i know i know like zach mentioned of course looking at the ceiling for him that's that is a lot um but here okay let me look at let me just verify it here that seems really high for oh, Zach, you you, it you had, said it had you the would... ADP it had the ADP stuff wrong i mean it, okay. he's going he's going Fantasy 50th pros. okay that makes a lot more sense 50th because, overall yeah okay Fantasy Pros has him as running back 21 and 42 overall for ADP. Yeah, he's going 50th here. Is what Those I'm numbers saying. sound a lot better. So maybe he was going 20th and just running back only? Like what, Yeah, like... That, that's what I said 21. Okay. I was talking running backs, like just running back 21. Yeah, so I had him at RB20 is what is that? that there we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So just to that, verify, that makes more sense. He's going 20, yeah. So he's still going ahead, though, of the other guys we mentioned. I mean, he's still like like that was right, like rankings yeah. wise. Though ADP wise, he's going fiftieth, like overall. I guess I should say like fiftieth, and so we're looking at it. That's round five. Okay, twelve team start round five. Still and yeah, so to kind of go wrap that one up. So Michael Gosh. Carter is going above him then. No, Michael Carter is not. No. Michael Carter is still Michael going Carter's below. Going like, he's going like eighth, ninth round, I think. Oh, really? Like yeah. 30 yeah. something as in running back. 32 yeah. running back mm-hmm. overall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Michael Carter is going 11th, 12th round. Wow. Or okay. 10th, 11th. Yeah, 10th, 11th. Okay. Let's go now. To James Conner. James Conner? Yep. Of the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to talk about him. He is. Say, look. He, I mean, the starting job in Pittsburgh for that stretch, like three years, right? And then he goes to the Cardinals, and his big story was he scored 15 rushing touchdowns. I mean, that was his fantasy value. I mean, if you want to point touchdown only, leagues, Jared, I mean, we mentioned, you, you know, someone in it. Yeah. Value James Conner, you know, that's just, that's who you want, at least last year. And it's going to be interesting, you know, uh, this upcoming year. He's still like the front runner. Right in that backfield in Arizona, I know there's some been some hype with Eno Benjamin taking RB two there that spot there, but obviously that there's no no real threat there to Connor. So looking at James Connor, where are you guys looking to draft him, Jared? Because mm-hmm. we got the ADP numbers. Yeah, here. give me the ADP first because I don't even know where he'd be going because it's so he's hard. Mid to late third round, running back seventeen. So running back seventeen. Like yeah, around ahead of Brees Hall. Yeah, I I would take Connor over Brees Hall. I I just that scares me because it kind of see I don't know why, but it kind of scares me that he had only 752 yards. I know he's getting all those touchdowns, but like Kyler Murray's a mobile quarterback and he could easily run it in himself. So it, it's kind of like had, risky. They also had Chase Edmonds though. They don't have yeah. Chase Edmonds anymore. Oh, okay. You know, Benjamin, Zach, point. I'm telling you, watch out. That's a good point, though. The touches so, so are gone. Connor might get more yards than next year, for sure, because he'll be their true running back one then. No, you know, Benjamin will yeah, get more Yeah, Connor's yards. definitely going through. He's James Connor's definitely going to have some touchdown regression this year. Yeah. I'm 18 touchdowns. That's really hard to repeat unless you're Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, something like that. So I think he's going to have touchdown regression, but he's also going to get more touches, I think. And by the way, he finished his running back five last year in 15 games. 
So he missed two uh, games and he still finishes running back five. He averaged over a touchdown so, a game. Nope. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying like nope, he's not gonna do that again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no way he does that again. Yeah, I mean, right now he's getting drafted here as RB sixteen. How many games it, like, did the, 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 Kyler Murray that's miss? That's why I have to. How many games did he miss? Kyler Murray. I'm not sure. Any? I think he got hurt. Hold on. Yeah, I'll... I know he got hurt. I don't know if he missed. I don't know. I think he did. He, he missed games. He missed games. Yeah, he did. Didn't uh, Colt well, McCoy start? Didn't Colt McCoy get the starting Colt job? McCoy. Yeah. 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 Kyler Murray football missed three games, weeks nine through eleven. Okay. Yeah. So. And James, yeah, James Conner is certainly like RB sixteen. So James Conner, James Conner, and Antonio Gibson are going like back to back for running backs. Yep. So who would you rather have between them two? We talked about both of them now. Zach, you go first here. I mean, <laughs> I know it's your question, but you go first. I know my answer. I'd probably take. I'd probably take James Conner. Wrong. I'd take I'll, Gibson. I got Gibson. Gibson's younger. Gibson's, uh, um, yeah, he's younger. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Gibson more. Just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Great reasoning, Jared. Yeah. He's younger. <laughs> I just think yeah. outlook wise, I think he James Counter has less competition, which I know, you know, who's to say JD McKissick and Brian Robinson are competition. I think, I, I seriously think they are going to, you know, hurt Antonio Gibson's value more than people think. So I will, I'm going to stay put. I'm going James Conner. I just think I, you take some of those touchdowns away and it's just risky because he's not going to get that next year. Oh yeah. I, I think he's, he's going to make up for yards. Yeah. yeah I, I think yeah, he, if he makes up with it in yards, then yeah, I would take him. But Chase Edmonds also had a lot of receptions. He last was year. 16 so James in touches some. for running backs. He only averaged 13.5 touches a game. James Conner did. So if you think about okay. that, that he was, he was tied with, Damian Harris and Chris Carson yeah. in terms of touches. And like even throw Austin Eckler. He only averaged 12.9 touches a game last year. He had so many touchdowns last year, too. I mean, like you could say, that obviously, I still am confident in Austin Eckler. But touches-wise, I mean, there was a week where he only had six. So yeah. keep that in mind. Um, let's go to our last one here to wrap up this episode. It's been a wild one. We're going to talk about the Packers backfield. And the reason we are is because a we have two Packers fans here, b it's a great story, and c a lot of our audience because our Packer fans. So let's talk about it. I mean, the big story it's AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon has you know over the years has taken more of the role of the backfield more and more, and it's gotten to the point where he has more rushing yards. He finished last year with more like more yards and carries over Aaron Jones. I know Aaron Jones is a reception game, right? We talk about it. But I mean, what do you guys think this year? I mean, we've seen this, you know, we, we just have seen progression from AJ Dillon in terms of him just going up and up in touches. Do you think, I mean, it's going to keep going? I certainly do. I think AJ Dillon, this is my take. I think he's going to rush for over a thousand yards this upcoming season. He was at 803 last year. Am I crazy? What do you guys think? I think that's a good take. Yeah, I agree. Zach, I just want to kind of say, um, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are a great running back duo. I, I remember that argument we had. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty good. I couldn't find anyone better really besides what the Browns have going. But 
Um, yeah, I think I think AJ Dillon takes over running back one, and we see more Aaron Jones out of the out of the flex, get a lot more receptions. I think that's what they're gonna try to do anyways. But I don't know that maybe maybe they're not because I know that's what the Colts are doing with Naeem Hines and JT. Where I think that's the best for Aaron Jones because I think AJ Dillon's better threat up the middle. I think all Packer fans think that stronger um, runs harder. You know, but hear from a Packer fan. Aaron I don't know. Jones in the as a Debo Samuel role from last year. That would, that would be perfect for him. I, w- I would love Aaron Jones to do that. His fantasy value goes way up then, catches a lot more. Um, well, yeah, I and I think he wants to do. This might be a crazy take. I think this might be Aaron Jones. It, it could be, I think, his last year with the Packers, too. It definitely could be, yeah. The way his contract I, I think, stood up. I, I think they made a mistake. Confident. I think they made a mistake when they signed him to that big extension a couple of years ago. I thought they should have. I did at first, but then I... I I apologize well, to Aaron Jones. I think it was, you know, it was the right move. I mean, look at what yeah. he's done performance-wise. He's still look at the yeah. playoff game. He had he went off. Mm-hmm. His I, cap hit's not crazy either. These last two years, his cap hit's been, I think it's like eight or nine million. And then next year is when it jumps up a ways. So that's why this may be his last year. That and with well, yeah, it goes to over 20 million going in 2023, which would be the highest in the league right now. Keep that in mind. Plus, I mean, he's turning 28 late in the upcoming season. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I always look, I always look at running backs, right? And it's not every running back, but they usually say 27 is the age you want to look at. Just observe at least to see where production is. And in case if you look for any sort of signs of decline or regression, I'm not saying Aaron Jones has hit that yet, but certainly I think we're going to see his carries dip more. I think you know it's going to be. I, I could even say under 150. I think we'll see if he plays a full 17 game season, but I still think there is a lot of value in his PPR game, you know, PPR, of course, with the receptions. So, and he's still that elusive guy. I mean, he still has a breakaway conversion rate. I got that up here 31.3%. That's, you know, that's like elite. I mean, that's like some, the great level, high level. I don't know percentiles, but it it's high level there with AJ Dillon. His being in the middle there with 22.2%, but obviously AJ Dillon being that tough back. I don't know. What do you guys think, though? So, ADP wise, I guess that's kind of where I want to tie this in here. So, Aaron Jones is going at, where is that? 22. Running back 13. Running back, I got running back 12. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, him there, I, I personally think I wouldn't be looking at him. I'd be looking at, okay, well, He's going there, but A.J. Dillon is going as running back 26. I like, you know, RB26 for that upside. I will take that. Wow. And I know I was – I That late? I jump for that. Yeah. He is going average spot of 65. So that's, you know, that puts him in – was it round six? I think the Packers, just as an organization, need to utilize Aaron Jones as a receiver more than a running back, like a flex, like – you lose Devonte Adams. You need another receiver you can trust. I think that him going out there would be the best, and I think that AJ Dillon will turn into running back. I mean, dare I say, top fifteen this year? I think he could he could do that definitely. Rush over a thousand yards. I, I don't know. He was twenty one last year, so I think top twenty this year is almost a lock. Yeah, For AJ Dillon, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, AJ yeah. Dillon. Yeah, I like it. I am. I am a fan of AJ Dillon this upcoming year. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I am. I know Jared wants to talk about Naeem Hines, but 
Hey, it's a sleeper pick. Uh, draft him. Frank Reich said he's using him a lot Frank more. Frank Reich said he's using him in fantasy, so we have to pick him is what, is what, what that means. What was the quote? Something about if there's a player that's going to go off, it's going to be Naeem Hines, something like that. It you was... saw his you saw his uh, speed out of the backfield when he catches those passes and does his little but double backflip or whatever he does in the end zone. Like he's a great player to watch. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a Colts fan, but probably is just me being a Colts fan. That is you just being a Colts fan. Well, the Colts will still lose to the Jaguars, and that'll wrap it up here for episode thirty-one. Zach, you got something here? No. No. Okay, join our fantasy football leagues, right? $5, $10, $20 entry fees. I'm the commissioner of the $5. Jared's the commissioner of the $10. And you guessed it, Zach Rouse, commissioner of the $20. So make sure to join that. Of course, Thrive Fantasy, you know, go join us there. Jared's been winning more money. We'll be posting, actually. We're going to be making some parlays, you know, that you guys send us. We're going to be asking for one leg of from the fans. We're going to each make our own parlay with a Drew leg, a Zach leg, and a Jared leg. So that'll be a lot of fun as well. And join us. I mean, a $10, so you deposit 10, you get, they match the 10, and then you get two free contest tickets, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, yes. think about the value there, guys, right? I mean, you literally deposit $10, and then they give you $50 of free stuff. I mean, it's pretty pretty nice i mean talk about a deal i mean no other fantasy sports platform is offering that so come join us plus we're offering that every 10 people get an enter into a giveaway zach you want to tell them what we're giving away for the the next 10 people who sign up so the next 10 people uh obviously the first 10 was the mvs uh numbered card and then the next 10 is going to be a josh hater card trying to hit all the different uh major sports so autographed numbered i mean keep that in mind it's 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 a thick card it's a inception one it's you know it's a nice card right i mean this is something it's gonna be in a fancy top loader where we keep it nice and preserved for you guys and it's an awesome card you're gonna want one jared contest wise you've been winning a lot right why what what has been the story these past few weeks uh, I mean, just I love MLB bets. Strikeouts are a big one. I've been hitting the strikeout lines and the hits lines. Been winning a lot doing that, so it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so keep so join us. Join us on our journey to a million. Right, promo code J two M. Look, that'll wrap it up here. Drew Sports Crew on the Instagram and Twitter. Drew's Sports Crew on the Facebook and the YouTube. So, thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew: The Journey to a Million, the perfect podcast for you.